Welcome to Project Healing, a podcast about growth, authenticity, and difficult conversations. Here, you'll find a mix of real-life experiences, inspiring humans, and some spiritual insight. I'm your host, Jenna Krasinski, and I believe that we truly have to feel our pain in order to heal it. Community is a huge part of the process of healing, and I invite you to come along and dance through the ups and downs of life. This is Project Healing. Jenna Korzynski, and today before I get started, I would just like to give a shout out to my Patreons. I want to thank you for supporting the show. If you are interested in joining my Patreon, you can support the show for as little as $5 a month. And if you take a look at the different tiers that I have over at patreon.com, you can find a variety of different healing modalities at a very discounted rate. So come join the conversation with us. Anywho, into our topic for today. We are working with some intense energies and I just realized that this episode is actually going to drop on the 19th, which is the day of the Taurus full moon and lunar eclipse event. Um, so, (laughs) um, we may have been feeling some, you know, overwhelming energy or maybe some truths have been being revealed, um, for a lot of people, some, um, old triggers are getting pulled again. Okay. So I really wanted to talk today about how, um, how we can respond when we get pulled back into something that we thought that we had healed from. First of all, I want to say that it's normal to see these repeat cycles in your life. Okay. I think especially in spiritual communities, there is always this pull to, you know, be better, which is beautiful, right? Like we are, we do want to grow. We want to flourish in life. We want to learn from our past. Um, but in growing, in being our authentic selves, in learning, just because we have the experience under our belt does not mean that that is going to stop um, the quote-unquote negative energy from somehow entering your space, okay? Um, So we may be walking through our path and feel really good about something that we made it all the way through and came out on the other side of. And then all of a sudden it pops back up into your vision in a different way. And you're like, oh man, here we are again. I thought I already lived this lesson. (laughs) Why universe? Why oh why are you punishing me? (laughs) I'd say that typically that's how we all feel at some point or another, okay? Um, And if not, then I'm just saying that that's how I feel sometimes. Um, But I've realized something. I've realized that we are not necessarily getting the same lessons because we've already passed the lesson. Well, hopefully you have. I'm coming at this from a place of we've passed the lesson. (laughs) 
Um, we are being provided opportunities. Opportunities for connection. Whether we are connecting for ourselves and our healing journey and witnessing something that we need to see so that we can grow even more or whether we are connecting for others and maybe a similar story is playing out in our life again because we have something to offer the people that we are walking alongside at the time. I will say that no matter what the circumstance is, whether um, you are walking through a difficult situation and the outcome um, is you learning how to respond differently or the outcome is you helping someone else, it doesn't make you know, living through these experiences any easier. Okay. And it is okay to say, man, this shit sucks. Um, and what the hell (laughs) and not today, Satan. Okay. It's okay to feel that way and feel less than positive about, um, the experiences that you find yourself in that just don't sit well with your energy. But I have found that even though it's okay to like feel your feelings, it's also okay to remove yourself from the situation and detach. And so I wanted to talk about what that looks like for me Um, in hopes that it will help someone else. Okay. So for me, when I all of a sudden find myself in a situation that feels uncomfortable, the first thing that I do is allow myself to witness it. I, I do just that. I allow myself to witness it. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling this? How is it making me like want to react? Do I want to react with words? Do I want to react with tears? Do I want to react with um, anger or spite? Um, Do I want to react with love? Do I want to react with, um, with connection? And I don't mean like instantly go to the place that you think you should I mean, honestly, witness where it is that, like, where's your reaction level? It's helped me so much to go, ooh, this makes me feel like, mm, like whatever it is. And then go, okay, how can I respond? So my next step is saying, how can I respond instead of react in a way that is beneficial for all involved? Okay, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I got ahead of myself. So really letting myself feel emotions and witness the situation. And by witness the situation, for me, that looks like taking a look back. Okay, taking a look at what events led up to said situation doesn't really matter what it is. I always like to look at the energy and the events and what transpired before I was feeling uncomfortable Um, When it started, how does the other person seem to show up around the situation? 
um, what has their what has been their role and their interaction in the whole thing. Um, does it even involve someone else or is that just me wanting to pull people into it? Um, really taking an honest look at things. Uh, when I was younger, before I um, really understood these concepts, I, man, I would go right to like, everyone's out to get me. Like right away, it was, you know, that person, um, made me feel some type of way or did me wrong. So everyone that they associate with is also a villain. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. I think about that now and it, it's upsetting to me, but I also realize that that stems from my abuser because when my abuser used to try to manipulate me, what they would do is they would then drop these little hints about people not liking me to me and make me feel like I was completely alone because that was their way of keeping me isolated and keeping themselves in the, um, in the winning hot seat, if you will. Okay. So now it's important for me to really back out of the situation, pay attention to all perceived parties involved. Um, how do they move around me? How do I move around them? Um, is there, are there real issues with these other energies or is this just something that I need to walk through on my own? After I have like assessed the situation, I typically journal about it. I write as much as I can about it. I write, you know, what else needs to be explored further. Um, I connect to myself and decide, you know, is this worth the conversation? How can I proceed um, and move through whatever it is that is going on. At that point, if a conversation needs to be had, then I prepare for that conversation. I take note, a literal note of the things that I need to get off my chest. Um, and I ask that person for their time and space. I personally like to give people a little leeway, so I will typically reach out and be like, hey, you know, can we talk? Do you hold space for this? Um, <clears throat> and I'm sorry, I don't, <laughs> my throat is getting exercised right now. I also have an excessive amount of herbs burning right now, so that's probably not helping. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I plan out to the best of my ability what I want to say in the conversation with no expectations or no assumptions about the other person's energy because I like to keep myself at a neutral position um, just because I, I'm, I'm in the school of thought now and this is very different for me. This took a lot of healing and I'm realizing this as I'm saying it out loud, but I'm in the school of thought now where you are innocent until proven guilty. I'm not, I do not assume that people are, have male intentions. I just don't do that. And maybe that's naive of me, but for me, that is a part of me. Um, that's a part of just like my personal principles that like, I don't want to make anybody out to be a bad guy. Um, if they haven't given me direct reason or direct communication that that's who they are. I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to do that to someone. It's not my deal. Um, okay. So I just lost track of what I was saying. Cause I got on the side, side tangent. 
Um, oh, the conversation. Ask them if they have the space for the conversation. Um, typically, that goes okay. Sometimes people are resistant. And if they are resistant, um, then I will communicate however I need to communicate. If they are resistant to a conversation, I prefer to send a written message. That, for me, is helpful for me because it helps me get the things out that I need to say. Um, and it also allows them to take the time to like soak it in if they need to. Another thing I like about written communication, and this also comes from the abuse that I dealt with for so long, is that my words can't get twisted. If they want to come back and um, try to interpret my words, which can sometimes happen when we're communicating um, through the beautiful technology that we have, then I have the chance to explain what I meant and the words are right there so we can't twist up or, or mince up the words. It's, no, this is what I said and um, here's what I meant by that and kind of clear up those perceptions because that can happen. If someone is hurting um, and you send them a message that you feel is well-intended, they may receive it completely wrong literally just based off of the tone that they hear it in in their head, right? If they read it with a nasty tone because of their own assumptions, they may think you're being a jerk and the reality is you're actually trying to be kind. <laughs> um, but that can get, you know, that can get misconstrued and fairly easily. So giving them the benefit of the doubt. I will say I want to backpedal again because I don't, I don't force these types of communications. Um, if somebody says that they don't have the space to talk to me, I typically just let it go. Or if they show me physically by distancing themselves from me or pulling back from me, then some things, you know, are not worth addressing. If it's someone that I genuinely care about and I know that pretty much, and I pretty much know that they genuinely care about me, to me, the conversation is worth it. So I'll either wait a few days and ask them if they can receive it, or I will ask them if I can send them a message about it and just get my thoughts and feelings out. Um, the way I worded it before, I almost feel like it sounded like I was forcing myself and that's not, <clears throat> that's not typically how I roll unless it's my mom. Mom, if you're listening, yeah, you don't get a choice. I'm going to tell you how I feel because I need to because we got to, we got to keep our communication on lock. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I always go to the man voice, but I do. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so from there, the communication. In the communication, I show up with a notepad. It's just what I do. I want to be present, but I also am very forgetful. So I like to like jot down little talking points um, as they are expressing themselves, um, just so that I remember what I needed to say. Um, I do typically tend to explain that to people if they're not used to me doing that um, just because I don't want somebody to think that I'm not being present, but just I have a hard time focusing and I have a hard time remembering what I need to say moment to moment as you have witnessed on this podcast in the past and even in this episode. Um, so I will explain that like I'm going to take a few notes, but it's just so that I, you know, recall what I want to say to you and I can let you speak without interrupting you. I listen to what they have to say. I receive what they have to say. I preface 
my energy before even going into a conversation with the fact that I only want love and connection. If I'm taking the time to talk to you, that's what I want is love and connection. And if it goes anywhere beyond that, then it's not healthy for us to have the connection, the conversation. Um, for me, my years of, you know, screaming matches, arguments, um, misunderstanding each other for hours on end, I, that's, I'm beyond that. Except for, of course, when it comes to my husband and I arguing about, like, the trash or the dishes. Then we can argue for hours. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> you know how it is, wives and hubbies. <laughs> it's, it's, there's nothing but love behind it. <laughs> All right. Um, I listen to them. I receive them. I hope, I hope that they are able to receive me. Um, and then we come up with some boundaries. How do you want to address this moving forward? How should I address this moving forward? And there you have it. And then we move on and we continue to live our lives. And we hopefully have the opportunity to treat each other with mutual um, respect. And, and we've just been able to grow through something, which is incredible and honestly like just from a spiritual perspective like I really feel like connection is the whole point of us being here mm. um I think that we are we come into the world alone and we leave alone but at every point in our journey we're connected to some other energy And what do humans do when they go into a space? Do they all stand in their single spots and not interact? No. They typically congregate and find other people that they feel safe or comfortable around. Um, so I really think that we as humans are here to connect. So... That's always my goal in, you know, bringing up a quote-unquote issue with someone is that um, I see what's happening. I'm witnessing this energy. I, um, I care about you and I care for our connection. So, so let's talk it out. Now let's fast forward and all of a sudden you find yourself in this situation again and you're like, whoa, all of a sudden things shifted. Now I'm going to keep it like it's the same person because this is kind of how it's played out in my life. Um, my, um, I'm going to say my primary abuser and the only reason that I'm going to say that like that is because unfortunately I also had a series of um, abusive relationships, but my primary abuser, like the, um, <laughs> the person that I'm typically talking about when I talk about the things that I endured, um, 
these things would happen over and over and over again, right? Where I would find myself questioning what was going on or how I was being treated. And I would try to set boundaries for myself like I was just talking about. And um, it just, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Over and over and over again, damage was caused. So this is what I was talking about earlier when I said for some of these situations, it's not a repeat lesson for us, but it's an opportunity for us to help the other people involved and the other people in our life, okay? Whether that is the person directly or someone that they're connected to. Sometimes there is no helping that person directly, but it may help other people that that they interact with um, the things that they learn from you. Okay, so back to what I was going through. <laughs> um, my little figurative story here, my figurative storyline which is real because this is what I've dealt with in my personal life. But, um, okay, so the situation comes back around. At this point, you're like, okay, enough is enough. And this is exactly the point that I got to with my abuser. I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. At this point now, I see for exactly what it is. I'm now witnessing you abuse others. Um, and I'm not, like, I I don't stand for that. I already had enough guilt and shame over finding out um that this person had manipulated and hurt so many people um, that I couldn't stand for it anymore, okay? So when another situation, uh, you know, what I thought was a lesson at the time, reared its ugly head and I finally said I'd had enough. I'd had enough, right? How did I respond in that situation? So in that situation, if I'm being honest, I... I had to breathe. I had to woosah. So what I would suggest is <laughs> surveying the energy, right? What type of energy are you dealing with? Is this somebody that you can really have an open conversation with? Or is this someone that you need to be really direct with? Because who knows how it can turn. So in my situation, I was dealing with somebody that I had to be very direct with. So I allowed them to say what they needed to say to me. I rejected their offer, their peace offering, if you will, which in my experience, it came more in the form of like an ultimatum. So I rejected their ultimatum with me and I set a boundary and I, I said, you're not allowed to treat me like this anymore. This is not, I'm done with this. I'm an adult now. And, um, I have a family of my own and I, I'm not going to allow you to bring me into your stories anymore or bring me into the stories of others and the chaos that um, you create with others. So that's it. This is, this is it. This is the end of this. And I wish you well, but I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. To this day, I'll never forget it because that, that conversation ended with like raging. I didn't end up, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want this episode to be necessarily a reflection of my situation, but I guess that's what it turned into. So here we are and it's fine. I more so wanted to just like let you guys know how I dealt with it, but here we are. <laughs> 
Um, after being able to say, no, enough is enough. This is where I draw the, the line. I had to do that because I realized there was nothing else I had to offer this person. There was nothing else that I could learn from them for sure. And there was nothing else that they were going to learn from me. Everything else that they needed to learn from me had to be done in my absence. I couldn't endure anymore. And that's all there was to it. So that was it. I, I cut it off. And the peace and the power that I felt after that happened was incredible. I trusted myself. I started trusting other people more. Um, I felt safe. But I realized that even with closing that door, that that didn't mean that like no other um, parallel situations would ever occur again. At some point, I'm bound to encounter people. And in fact, I have encountered people that match that energy. The difference is I no longer see it as like a lesson slapping me in the face. I see it as a reminder of how far I've come. And I, I know now that nobody can make me question who I am. Mother Teresa can't make me question who I am because I always choose honesty and connecting to my emotions and, and, and being open and willing to care, um, not only about my, um, side, but also for the other person's side. So if I'm like done, if you get me to the point where I'm done, like, then I guess we're just done. Right. Um, but I think the thing that's important to remember as well is that we align with different energies throughout our lifetime so that we can grow together. We may not be living out the same lessons from one another or having the same growth opportunities from one another at the same time. But in the end, everybody takes away a piece that they've learned from that interaction. Even if you leave a situation and you're mad and you're going, well, I'm glad that's over. They had nothing to offer me anyway. I said that a lot in the beginning of breaking away from my abuser. And I realized now that I was wrong. They actually had a lot to offer me. Going through those situations, as horrible as they were, they taught me not only who I am, but also showed me who I want to be and who I don't want to be. And I can say that that's true for every relationship and every connection I've had throughout my life. Every person I have encountered has either taught me a, a little like 
lesson in how to live my life better and with more kindness and with more love or they've taught me how to protect myself, how to protect others, um, how to um, maintain my self-control and not leave a path of destruction just because I'm afraid to trust myself or others. So every single energy I've interacted with throughout my life, whether it was for five minutes or five years or um, since I was five years old, every person I have interacted with has left me with a piece of them. And honestly, I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that because without those experiences, both positive and negative, I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't have um, continued to grow and learn. So when you feel yourself being sucked back into the vortex of the lessons, as we call them. <laughs> it sounds like doom and gloom sometimes when we talk about lessons, right? Just remember that it's all a part of your ride and your overall mission. And also remember that when you approach the world with an open heart, Sure, some people may see that and want to stomp on it. But most people are going to willingly accept that energy and give you the same in return. I want to thank you for listening and being here. And as always, keep dancing through your healing journey. Thank you for listening to Project Healing. If you'd like to connect with any of my guests, please check the show notes for their contact information. If you are loving the show, I'd be honored if you would head over to iTunes or Facebook to leave me a review. If you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com backslash project healing and learn about my different patron tiers and how you can support the show and also invest in yourself and your healing process. Remember, you have to feel your pain in order to heal it.